Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Family, my name is Minister Chris. I am the director of Youth and Young Adults here at Mount Calvary. And this morning is Youth and Young Adults Sunday under the leadership of our pastor, Pastor S.N. Winston Jr. We are excited to have a pastor that gives young people a platform to worship. And this morning we celebrate them. We're going to begin very quickly this morning. I'll say a few words, then we'll head into praise and worship. If you log on late, you might miss what's going to happen here. So go ahead and share. Go ahead and like. Go ahead and tag your friends and your enemies. Tell them you don't want to miss what's going to happen this morning. Listen, as we begin, we want to tell you that you can still give even though we're not in person. We have different ways of giving here through many different platforms. Virtually, you can give through Givelify. You just go ahead and tap the app. You give, and then you're done. You can give through Cash App. That's dollar sign M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. Or you can give through the text to give number, which is 937 937-543-5169. Or if you want to give, see somebody in person and give your offering, you can come right up to the church. Our deacons are outside with their glove-covered hands and masks waiting for you to bring your offering this morning. Listen, we are excited. I'm excited about the young people leading worship. So let's just go ahead and jump into worship and let's pray this morning. God, we thank you for your young people this morning. We thank you for your not-so-young people. We thank you that you created us differently, God. We thank you that you've decided to be here this morning in this place, even in the midst of people's homes, even though they're not here. God, I thank you that what you're about to do, that you're about to change the minds and hearts of your people. God, we've had a rough year this year, but God, because you're still God and because you're still in control, we trust you. So God, I ask that you have your way in this service. I ask that you have your way in our lives. Whatever you want to come out of our time together, it all be of you. Let this be nothing of us. Let it be all of you, God. Let every note we sing, let every note we play, let every word we preach be unto you that you may get the glory out of what's about to happen in this place. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We lift you high. 
know that we serve a great God. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Listen, I don't plan on being in front of you all long this morning. I have a word. Um, I asked the Lord. I seek, so, seek, sought the Lord. I asked him. I said, Lord, um, I know that it's youth and I know that it's young adult Sunday. Um, this is the youth, last youth and young adult Sunday of the year. Uh, we haven't been able to get together in person at all this year. Um, but I believe that the Lord has given me a word not only to excite or ignite the young people, uh, but for anybody that has been through anything this year, uh, I believe that the Lord has a word for us this morning. Join me, if you will, in Genesis chapter 7. Genesis chapter 7. I will be reading from the New American Standard Bible um, just for the sake of reverence. I know you're not in your home standing, but just join me. Just one passage of scripture, and it reads very simply like this. It says, then the Lord said to Noah, enter the ark, you and all your household, for you alone I have seen to be righteous before me in this time. 
That's it. Just one passage of scripture. It says, Then the Lord said to Noah, Enter the ark, you and all your household, for you alone I have seen to be righteous before me in this time. This moment, this morning, just for a few moments, let me preach from the subject righteous in this time. Righteous in this time. Righteous in this time. Young people and not so young people. When you look at this Bible, these 66 books that we try our best to live our lives by, you will notice that many people, and there are many people in the Bible who survived many things because God simply chose to protect them. Daniel survived the lion's den. Jonah survives being in the belly of a big fish. Isaac survives being killed by his own father. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are thrown into a fiery furnace but come out with no burns, just simply smelling like smoke. Numerous people in the Bible who should have died based on their circumstances or on their decisions, but God wrapped his arms of protection around them, not because they were perfect or innocent, but because he designed them for a certain moment or assignment, and he couldn't let them die because it was not their time. You, you think I'm just talking about Daniel or Jonah or Isaac or the three Hebrew boys, but the truth of the matter is, let me just speak to you for a moment this morning. In your life, you have made some decisions, some good and some bad. You have in some ways been tied by your circumstances. Some were your fault and some weren't. But the truth of the matter is, and I hope I at least get one amen in the comments, the truth is that even though you have not always been perfect, you knew that even when you came to the end of the road, that it was not your time because God had more to show you. Who am I preaching to this morning who made some decisions that you thought disqualified you early in life, but God said, man can't qualify what, man can't disqualify what I created. Some people who he spared, some people that know that if it was not for the Lord by my side, sometimes I had to ask the question, where would I be? We, we aren't the first group of people to be spared by the hand of God. We aren't the first group of people to be set apart from others. For Noah is one of the first to show us what it takes to be different in his time. One, one of the first to show us that it pays not to be like everybody else. One of the first to show us the real meaning of what the prophet Jeremiah said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet of the nation. He shows us the blueprint of what it takes to be different in our time. Now let me clear something up. Noah at this junction in history is 500 years of age. So millennials, this message is not just for you. Gen X, this message is not just for you, but Noah shows us what it takes to be different in the times that we live in. Because Noah pops up on the scene in Genesis 5, but by the time we see him in chapter 6, we read it very simply. It says, this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his times, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become for all people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people. He says, and for the earth is filled with violence because of them, I'm going to surely destroy both them and the earth. He says, so make yourself an ark. God tells Noah that the times that he's living in are not for him, and it's time to hit restart on the human experience. 
on human existence. This is the world that he just created four chapters ago, but they can't seem to get it right, so he's about to hit the restart on the people and the earth. So what he says is, Noah, I'm going to send a flood, so build yourself an ark. Build yourself something to spare you from the wrath that I'm about to see. Now, let me just go ahead and jump in head first. If you're going to be different in this generation, number one, you must be ready for instruction. You must be ready for instruction. For right after God says to Noah that I'm going to wipe everyone out and for him to build an ark, he says not only to build an ark, but how to build an ark. For the next verses, 14 through 21, is all instruction on how to build what will keep him and his loved ones alive in this storm. Verse 14 says it very plainly, make yourself an ark of suppressed wood and coat it and pitch it and uh make it 30 cubits high 30 50 cubits long and 50 cubits high make a roof for it put a door in it put upper and middle decks on it i'm going to put flood waters on the earth to destroy all life under the heaven every creature that has the breath of life in it everything on earth will perish but i will establish my covenant with you and you will enter the ark you and your sons and your wife and your sons wives with you you are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures male and female to keep them alive with you verse 21 says you are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and stored away as food for you and for them and verse 22 says Noah did just as the Lord commanded him if you're going to be different in this generation you must be ready for instruction he tells Noah this is what I'm about to do and this is what I need you to do I can see Noah here now doing what the Lord has instructed him to do, not knowing why he's doing it, but God said do it. And I hear in my spirit this morning now that many of us celebrate the product, right? We, we praise the product. We, we give glory and honor to what the Lord is about to do in our lives. But the truth is, as much as we love the product, we hate the process. We, we, we are ready to get to where God has shown us, but we don't want to follow the instructions that he gives. We, we want the position he showed us, but we don't want to take the necessary steps to get there. God, I see where you're trying to take me, but I just don't understand why. And God is saying, you don't need to understand. All you have to know is that I'm God and my ways are not your ways. My, my thoughts are not your thoughts. And sometimes God will tell you to go somewhere. He won't tell you what's going to happen to you. He won't tell you what happened on the trip. He won't show you who who's going to betray you. He won't show you the tears that you'll have to cry. But the good news is when you go, when you don't even know why, that's when your faith comes alive. Some of us have the testimony that if I would have known every step of the journey, I would not have the faith that I have right now. Some of you all need to understand that if it were not for those seasons where you were not in control, when you didn't know what was going to happen, if it were not for those seasons where you let God be God, you would testify, I would not have the power that I have now. But there are a few of you all, not everybody, there are a few of us this morning that have the testimony that the anointing that I carry now, the, the favor that I carry now, the power that I carry, you didn't get it in a book, you didn't get it in a webinar, not at a conference, you got your faith in the wilderness, because if it were not for the wilderness experience, you wouldn't know how to trust in him, but is there anybody online this morning that can testify that I learned to trust him when you didn't know where you were? We need to follow the instruction of God. Give me just a few more moments. He shows us, number one, you must be ready for instruction. You, you have to be ready for instruction. If you're going to be different in the times that we're living in, you must be ready for instruction. 
But point number two is this. He tells us that you must be ready for instruction. But then the next thing he tells us is, the Lord said, Chris, tell my young people, my not-so-young people, anybody that's ready for the move, not to only be ready for instruction, but you must be ready to arrive first. I said, I'll tell them, God, but how do I support it? He says, go to Genesis chapter 6, verse 13. It says, so God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people for the earth is filled with violence. And because of them, I'm surely going to destroy both them and the earth. God says to Noah, I'm about to hit reset on this human experience. He said, I'm tired of having to tell folk the same thing over and over. He says, I'm just going to go ahead and start over. And Noah, I have chosen you and your family to be my sample population. Listen. He says, but then he says in verse 14, he says, make me an ark. Now, what's interesting is that Noah was instructed to build a boat. He was instructed to build an ark. But scholars suggest that at this junction in history, it had never rained before. Can you imagine the ridicule that Noah had to go through? God has told you to build a boat because it's getting ready to rain. He says, I don't want just any kind of boat, but I want you to build it this way. I want these dimensions. I want it this long. I I want this. I want it this tall. I want you to build it, and I want you to build it the way I said build it. God, what am I building this for? It's getting ready to rain. Just build it. Can you imagine the feelings of confusion that Noah must have felt as he and his sons were in the woodshed behind the house every day working on this boat? Can you imagine the conversations with their neighbors as they walked past the house and said, Noah, what are you doing? I'm I'm building a boat. What for? God says it's going to rain. Rain? What's rain? I don't know either, but I'm building a boat. They went home, came back the next day. Noah, what you doing? I'm, I'm building a boat. Why you building a boat? God said to build a boat. Why? Because it's going to rain. Rain, what's that? I don't know either, but I'm building a boat. They go home the next day. Noah, what you doing? I'm building a boat. What for? God says it's going to rain. Rain, what's that? I don't know, but God said build a boat. And some of you all ain't got it yet because you looking at Noah when you don't understand that I'm talking about you. Don't you know that there are people in your city that have been looking at your business, looking at your church, saying, what are they doing? They ain't grown yet. They ain't hit that number yet. They ain't mega yet. They ain't opened the BJW Center yet. What you doing? I'm building a business. A business in this city? Yep. Why? God says it's going to rain. We ain't never seen it rain like that here. Me either, but I'm building a business. Building a business? Why? Because God said he's going to build one. He's about to send a harvest to our city. A harvest. We haven't seen anything like that either. Neither have I, but I'm working on a church. Working on a church. What for? We already have enough churches. I know, but God says he's going to do a new thing in this one, and I'm going to trust him. What are you doing? I'm walking by faith. And can I just pause right here and talk to about nine of you all? I'll make ten and tell you that you have been anointed to be a trailblazer. And the dangerous thing about being a trailblazer is that when you are blessed, blazing a trail you have no road map to follow can i preach so we can just go ahead and get out of here and tell you that some of you all have been frustrated because you're saying god why is it that i don't have a template to follow why is it i don't have a cookie cutter model to follow why is it that i have a cookie cutter model to look at can i tell you that god told me to prophesy and tell you that the reason you don't have a road map is because i'm using you to draw the map that somebody else is going to follow comment right now i'm anointed to be a trailblazer i'm anointed to be a trail let me 
just end here. Forget point number three. Here's the prophecy for somebody. You are about to be necessary. Your work is about to be needed because it's getting ready to rain in this city. And God said to tell the people that once it start raining, everybody's going to look at you and see why you've been working on this project. They didn't understand, but you were building what we were going to all need to survive. Tell somebody at home, you are necessary. You are necessary. I can't hear you at home, but you need to be louder and put it in the spirit. Put it in your place and tell somebody needs to hear it this morning. Somebody felt like throwing in the towel. Somebody felt like giving up. Matter of fact, I hear the Lord saying that some of you all have thrown in the towel. But God caught that towel and threw it right back at you and said, you ain't allowed to quit yet. You ain't allowed to give up yet. You ain't allowed to throw it in yet. There's more work for you to do. Right there in your living room, give God glory give God glory you have been anointed to be a trailblazer you have there's a trailblazer who knows that you are the solution to somebody's problem there's a trailblazer who knows you got an ark that's gonna save your family that's gonna save your city I need you to praise like you gonna keep on building I need you to praise like you gonna keep on building you ain't been working for nothing you haven't been sacrificing for nothing you haven't been suffering for just anything. We're about to need what you've been working on all this time. Can you imagine Noah? He's building this ark, just trusting God. And this morning, there's somebody at home. You've been working on a business. You've been working on an idea, not really knowing why you've been doing it. But God had told you. He sent you instruction. He said that it was going to rain. You ain't never seen it rain like that before. But God is raising up in this generation a group of trailblazers that's going to be trendsetters, a group of trailblazers that's going to be innovators, pioneers. We're going to be the beginning of something. So we need to follow his instruction. We must be ready to arrive first. And I understand sometimes it's confusing. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it's it's crazy because you're just supposed to trust this God that you can't see, but you know that he's telling you to do something. You know he's telling you to take the next step, whether it's in your business, whatever it is, and you're supposed to trust him. And I know sometimes it gets hard. And before we log off this morning, I just want to pray for those people who's having a hard time trusting him. I would be ignorant to say that it's just young people, but God is even raising up some elders to be innovators during this time. God is raising up some older people to be uh, pioneers of the time because what we used to do just won't work no more. And so what God is saying is I'm, I'm sending instruction because as the times change, so do our, our mindsets have to change. This has been one of the craziest years that our country has ever seen. But God is raising up some people to be trailblazers during this time. If you don't believe me, just look at the history. We have more people vote now more than ever. People are getting out using their voice that we never used before. We're, we're trailblazers. We're, we're just trailblazers. It's just in us. And God has been telling you to do something for years, and you've just been sitting on it. But God says, I, this is the year of preparation. And in the year to come, in 2021, you will be able to see all the things that I spoke to you, why I said them to you why I spoke them over your life, why I gave you the instructions that I gave you, not because everybody around you is going to understand. And to be honest, your family won't understand, your friends won't understand why you're doing what you're doing. But God has anointed you for a reason. You have been anointed in this time, just like Noah. So I want to pray for you. 
But I just want to tell you about another trailblazer before we log off. There was a trailblazer by the name of Jesus. He was coming and saying, I'm the way. John spoke of him. He said, his shoes I'm not worthy to fulfill. Can you imagine Jesus being the trailblazer of his time? He's doing stuff that nobody has ever seen. He's going places. He's saying stuff in the temple that he's not supposed to say. All so he can get to a place called Calvary so his destiny can be fulfilled. And God is trying to take us to different hires, higher heights, different levels. Not so that we can just be perfect, but so that we can get where we need to get so that our destiny can be fulfilled. Listen, young people, not so young people, we all have different purposes and we have been equipped for our assignment. Whatever it is that God has called you to do, you need to do it so that his destiny can be fulfilled in your life. Here, let's pray. God, I thank you for your people watching. God, I, I trust you even when what I believe doesn't match what I see. God, I thank you for the different assignments that you have laid on the minds and hearts of your people. God, I ask that you don't only give us a mind to trust you, but a heart to trust you. That when you speak over our life, that we'll be rich, that we still trust you when our accounts are in negative. That when you told us that we'll preach to thousands and we're only preaching to three, we'll still trust you. When you told us that our business is going to be generational wealth for generations to come and we can't even get our store open, God, we trust you. Because we realize that just because you spoke it, it has to come to pass. Because you're not a man that shall lie to us and your word is true. And every promise you make, you keep. God, I thank you for what you're about to do in this year. I thank you for everything that we've gone through this year thus far. Not for our destruction, not to kill us, not to knock us down, but for our development. That everything we've been through was all to shape, make, and mold us into the men and women of God that you have called us to be. So my final request to you, God, this morning, as we prepare our minds and as we prepare our hearts, understanding that we aren't the first to be set apart, my final request to you this morning has to be, Lord, just have your way. Father, we put ourselves in a seat of vulnerability this morning to stand in the midst and just tell you to have your way. Have your way in our lives, have your way and our families have your way in our business have your way in our degrees have, whatever it is God we just ask that you have your way we trust you we just need grace to trust you more in the name of Jesus we pray amen amen listen I thank you all for logging in this morning I told you if you were going to log in late you was going to miss it so just come back and watch it later on but my prayer is and will remain to be that as God raises up trailblazers in this generation, as God raises up leaders, as God raises up innovators, pioneers, whatever it is, that when he speaks it and tells you to act on it, that you'll trust him enough to do what he says do. Listen, I already told you, 
um, that all of you already gave through Givelify Cash App, through um, Givelify Cash App, or the text to give. Or if you want to see somebody's face this morning, you can see them, but they're going to have on a mask. Um, come up. The deacons will be here uh, for the next hour or so to get your offering in their hands. Listen, God is God enough to be trusted. And if he trusted you enough to give you a plan and give you an assignment, I need you to trust him enough that when he says he's going to do something, it shall come to pass. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Let all the saints that agree together, and I know y'all just at home, so just comment, amen, amen.